With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. He's a well-respected high school football scout. Known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig, Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. Tr- 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 <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to The Transparent Truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. Friday matchup show, GB. Friday matchup show, my friend. Excited. Week zero, Friday matchup show here on The Transparent Truth. I'm excited to have my man Greg Biggins on the line, GB. What it do? Hey, the first Friday matchup show of the year. Yeah. Actually, technically, the Wednesday show, we kind of teased a couple of games. We did a couple big games, so uh, but yeah, man, it's kind of it's kind of hard to believe, dude. I remember back in the day when we were in high school. I feel like Labor Day in September was the first week of football, right? I feel like we just got we started August, and we got a whole slate of games to cover. It's crazy how sped up it is. It's very sped up. I mean, I've never seen it this way. August seventeenth, really August sixteenth, your first set of games on a Thursday. August seventeenth, like you said, Labor Day weekend. That's when. You know, you celebrated, and then you had your games that following Friday, maybe. But here we are, week zero. We have a list of games we're going to be going over. But before we get to these matchup, GB, we have to remind people about our Sleeper of the Week. Hey, we want to remind everybody, tune in every Wednesday for our Sleeper of the Week segment. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really entrenched in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right, and we're back. GB, we got a list of games to go over, my friend, and I really like the matchups for Week 0, and hats off to those coaches and those schools who are going out scheduling top-notch opponents the first week. GB, let's start off CDM and Jay Sarah, Corona Del Mar versus Jay Sarah. What do you think, GB? Dude, I'm going to be at this game, and I think it's going to be good. I mean, obviously, Jay Sarah is going to be the favorite just because they're in the Trinity League and they're the big, strong, physical team up front. But the best player on the field might be John Humphreys, the big 6'5 wide receiver, 2020 wide receiver, free safety for CDM. This guy is so good, so talented. I tell you what, man, this is going to be a game. This is going to be a really good game. Jay Sarah talked about them a lot in the Wednesday show. We kind of went over the D1 matchups with, you know, those three receivers, Shimamora, uh, Tariq Luckett. I don't think Minion McClain is healthy yet to go, but they do have Caden Bell. 
They do have a big, strong line up front on both sides of the ball. They got some guys in the secondary. I'm pretty intrigued by it, Keith. I wouldn't be going if I wasn't intrigued. What do you? How do you break this one down? No, no, I'm very, very intrigued. I mean, I'm super high on this JCR team, especially their skill talent. They've got a group of receivers, three of them, who I really like. Coach Jason Mitchell, who coaches the receiver. He also have a son, Ernest, who plays a slot. He's also very quick and very uh, elusive in that slot. He's a, he catches it and goes. He's a catch-and-run kid. I love Caden Bell as a transfer quarterback from Servite. He's a dual threat. He's a dynamo. He can run it and throw. He's going to get out the pocket. He's going to put pressure on the edge of the defense. Are you going to stay in coverage? and cover those deep receivers? Are you going to come up and tackle? He's going to put pressure on teams that way. Love Chris Street. He's one of my favorite 2020 running backs, not only in the Southern section, but in the state of California. He can go with the best of them, and I think it's going to be his breakout party against CDM. I do not think they have the athletes that are going to keep up with him in the open field, in space. He's going to make some people look silly. I think Jay Sarah, also defensively, they're going to shock some people. They've got some linebackers who can run and hit. They've got a couple of DBs led by a sophomore, Zamaje Duncan, we talked about on the Wednesday preview show, who is dynamic. He's a playmaker. He's about as long and lean, as athletic as you're going to find uh, on that edge of that defense playing that lockdown corner. He's going to make it Duncan Island. We're going to call it Duncan Donuts. Um, he's going to lock down. He's going to make plays. You watch out for this kid. He's going to be special. I like Jay Sarah in this matchup to take out CDM. And uh, I don't think it's going to be close, GB. I think CDM is in for a butt kicking. A butt kicking? I do. Wow. Calling those CDM Kings out. We'll see, man. They're good. CDM is, is, if you're an Orange County guy, you know they're good every year. Well coached. Ethan Garbers, a good-looking young quarterback. One of the elite tight ends in the 2020 class, Mark Redman. I'll tell you what, man, if you want to get CDM, you better get him this year. Yeah. Because they got a bunch of dudes coming back for next year. So I think it might be closer than you think. I do give Jay Sarah, you know, an edge in this game. That is my prediction. But uh, I think it might be closer than you think. Give me a score, GB. Give me a score. What you got? Um, I'm going to say like a 35-21 to type game. Okay. 35-21. I like it. Yeah. Let's move along here. Just moving along. Yeah. Who's we, next? We got modern day Bishop Amon. Now, these, okay. it seems like these teams have played the first game of the year for the last four years. I remember the one-handed Amon Ra back at the end zone, corner end zone, his junior year. Last year was the JT, JT Daniels running for 800 yards on the ground and pointing to the crowd, telling them that he's big time. <laughs> this year, it's not going to get any easier for Amon. They got to deal with Brew McCoy, who's hungry after kind of being off this offseason, being dinged up. They got to deal with the magician, Bryce Young, Mike Martinez at tight end. Uh, you look out for Brayden Huffman Dixon. He's going to go over the top a couple times in this game. Cody Epps will make plays on the slide. Watch out for Harper in the backfield. No doubt Sean Dollars will be in the backfield and in the slide. Look at him on the wheel route. He'll he'll get down the field. He'll catch some. He's going to run. He'll break tackles. He'll make you miss. What is that offensive line going to do in their first game action together this football season, gearing up, getting ready for Bishop Gorman, led by Super 20, Miles Moreau, offensive tackle, projected as a guard at the next level. We love Ty Marks. Uh, we love George Mikey Hahn. What about Big uh, Big Big Alex? 
We'll see what he's going to do. The transfer for Cathedral as well at that right tackle position. It's going to be interesting. What about that defense? Who's going to replace Mace Funa, GB? Right now, I don't think anyone can replace him. But I think they got a collection of, of let's just say, a great secondary. Some question marks at linebacker, although I do like Phil Dubar. Then up front, for me, that's the big... I want to see Evan Bennett. I want to see Keanwar Hudson. I want to see them dominate up front. Mm. It'll be a challenge. Amon is always good up front. Right. Always, they, they, traditionally, they've always been up good up front. Uh, you know, Damian Moore, the running back, is good. Like the quarterback, Blake Archuleta. But I want to see Marty up front on both sides of the ball. How do they protect and how do they relentlessly attack the quarterback? I don't think, I don't think they're going to take Bishop Amon lightly. But I also don't expect them to, to do too many exotic things with Gorman kind of looming. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. I don't see them. They're not going to go straight vanilla. Right. But it's going to probably have a little bit of dash of vanilla in there. Not going to see too much. They don't want to give away the answers to the test. So I like modern day in this game. I do hope it's close just to make it interesting for a fan. I, I want to see more and Archuleta have good games. But I think modern going to have just a little too much. Yeah, hey, listen, Dyson McCutcheon, can he get out there and compete with the elite athletes modern day is going to bring to the table? I'm looking forward to seeing Jeremiah Cradell in a New Jersey. I want to see him bring a physical presence to the game and be a vicious hitter in the seam in the alleyway of that defense. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. Modern day, can they put all the pieces together? Being that it's kind of been a transfer destination for some kids this offseason can they put it together and put a quality product high quality product out on the field first game versus Amat I'm going to make a score prediction for this game I'm going to call it modern day 49 Bishop Amat 14 GB that sounds, that sounds like a fair yeah a fair score to me yeah there's no um, what what next Who's let's, our next game? Let's go. Who do you like? Yeah, let's go Centennial Chandler. This is a, a very interesting matchup, you think? Okay. I think so. I don't think people out here know how good Chandler is. <laughs> very this good. Is, they're, they're rated number 10 in the country right. by Max Preps. I don't even know what Centennial's rated, but I think, judging by the rankings, Chandler might be the favorite in this one, right? Great high school quarterback, Jacob Conover going to BYU, a really good tight end, Braden Lebrock going to Texas, 6'5", 215. Just a really athletic, tough matchup. Yeah. Centennial's going to counter. Got those two running backs, right? Kinslow, Cortez, Gary Bright out wide, a new quarterback, Drake Jackson, Skurlock up front, Isaiah Young in the backfield, the secondary, excuse me. It's going to be a high scoring game, I think. Mm-hmm. I know, know Centennial's got a great defense, but Chandler, very efficient. Their quarterback does not make mistakes. Jacob Cutover does not make mistakes. I probably just jinxed them into a couple of interceptions, but I think I could see it. This game being kind of in the forties for both sides. No, that's interesting. Jake Conover not known for making mistakes, but let me tell you what will cause a quarterback to make mistakes if you speed that quarterback up, right? And now their clock is sped up in their head, their feet are sped up, they're off balance, balls coming out funny. The defensive line, Jackson. Foreman, Skurlock, Tua C.V. Numora coming off that edge. They're going to put pressure. Look out for linebacker C.V. Uh, Numora. Look out for Okiki. That defensive secondary is good. Um, either Rat- Ratcliffe plays a little secondary, I believe. Isaiah Young is a baller. Um, look out for Gary Bryant playing also in the secondary. 
You know, Centennial's going to put up points. I love Lee Brock for Chandler as a tight end. They run a, a very efficient, very effective offense. Can they keep up with that Centennial juggernaut? That's going to be the question. I like Centennial in this game because of the pressure they're going to be able to put on the quarterback. They have an elite defensive line that can get vertical penetration and make the quarterback get off his spot, which is going to present problems of – for the quarterback to be accurate down the football field. I think that ball is going to be in the air a lot. I think Centennial's going to make some plays on it. They have a DB over at Centennial that I really, really like. And DB, uh, GB, help me with this kid's name. He was about six feet. He's a cornerback, uh, but I don't see him here on no, the I roster. Know, I know exactly what you're talking Number eight. Okay, number eight. So it's Jaden Williams. Here he is here. 6'1", 195. Watch out for this kid. This kid is a... That was his seven-on-seven seven number. But I, I know exactly... So ho- hopefully it matches up yeah. with his game jersey. Yes. I, I know that. That guy was really good. Yes. Yeah, really liked him. Watch out for him. from like... I don't want to say like Colony or Etowan or... Uh, one of those schools, but it did play for them last year. But yeah, he looked really good. Big, strong, tough, fast. Yeah, watch out for this yeah. guy making play. So I'm taking Centennial this game. I'm going to take Centennial 52, Chandler 31. Okay. That, that's my High pick. Scoring. Okay. And just remember, Chandler, you know, they always schedule up. They're not going to be in awe. They played IMG last year. I think they lost 27 to 14. Right. So they always schedule a really strong. You know, out of state opponents, so they're not going to come out here and be like, "Oh my gosh, Centennial!" I mean, they've seen, you know, they've seen Nolan Smith face to face. Yeah, um, they, they saw Bookie face to face. Right, so it, it'll be a good game, but it'll be a fun one. I I know my guy Blair and Gulo is going to that one, and uh, yeah, dude, it'll be fun. I think that's also the Fox game of the week. So yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to tape tape it if you can't go to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I'll be at that one. I'm going to be at that one or our next game. We're going to talk about here. We're talking about Upland La Habra. I'm very, very intrigued by this game. Again, I think revenge is in play. Upland embarrassed La Habra last year, kind of slapped him around like some stepchildren. La Habra's coming back. Kalani Washington, Clark Phillips III. Uh, they got a really nice quarterback who can deliver the pill. You talk about a defense that's active and aggressive. We'll see what La Habra has with their new stadium with Justin Babyman Flo coming to town, Taj Davis, Cam Davis. They got ballers over at Upland. We'll see what La Habra has waiting for them. They'll need to come out fast and hit Upland with a haymaker early um, like Upland did to them last year. So we'll see. Um, I like Upland in this game. I got a sneaky feeling, but I, I like Upland. I'm going to take Upland 28, La Habra 17. I think Baby Man, the Davis brothers, I think they get it done, but I think it's going to be really tight until the fourth quarter. La Habra, I think, is going to come play really good football, and uh, they're going to put a, a, a tremendous fight and tremendous battle. GB? Yeah, no, I, I got to give Upland the edge as well. Um, I mean, they're just so strong defensively, not, not just Justin Flo. I mean, they got Zaron Manley over there now, who transferred in as a Cal commit at corner, big long six two kid. I want to see who the new quarterback is going to be. I think it might be one of my favorite names, Cole Boop. Put at Calvary Chapel last year and was really good. Put up a huge, huge numbers over at Calvary Chapel. He's now at Upland, just a sophomore, but he's six three and, and one ninety five, and comes pretty highly recommended by a lot of people who have seen him. So I like Upland, but it would definitely be good for for La Habra. To do something right out of the gate. I think last year, we're like Taj Davis 
took the opening kickoff for a touchdown. Or he did, it was it he was a, a fly sweep. Play. Yeah, the fly the sweep for a touchdown. Play. Yes, first play, eighty yard fly sweep run the, run the edge, Todd Davis. Yeah. So it'd be good if Lahabra does something to kind of get themselves a. You know, a, a jolt, jolt of confidence. A, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. I love it. I love it, GB. And you know what? They've got a couple kids who can do that. Kalani Washington's explosive. Mitch Anderson, the receiver, can get behind the defense with his four or five speed. Quarterback Ryan yes. Zanelli, he's Eight accurate. Seven hundred meter guy. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely, he's Ryan Zanelli. He's accurate with the football. Can they protect? Can they keep flow and the rest of that defense off of Zanelli and out of the backfield? Can he make plays down the football field to his receivers? He has weapons. We know, hey, younger brother Bryce Phillips, a defensive back for La Habra, emerging as a 2021 player. Clark Phillips, two-way guy now. Can he get the ball early in his hands and make plays after the catch? We know Upland, they're known for great athletes. Clark Phillips is a great athlete. He's got to be able to make people miss, break some tackles, and make some big plays for that La Habra offense and defense. So looking forward to that. Again, I like Upland, though, 28-17 over La Habra. GB, let's take it to our next game. We got Bosco, Temp View, or Temp View at Bosco. I don't think this one's going to be close, GB. I know Temp View is a top 10 team in Utah, but Utah football does not compare to Southern California football, especially the elite teams. Bosco, the number one team in the nation. Too much talent. You talk about receivers Bowman, McDuffie, Hudson, uh, Newman. Too many running backs. Sandbeast, Halani, Savage, DJ Uyanale, maybe the number one player in the 2020 class at the quarterback position. Offensive line, they're experienced now. Uh, they're bigger, they're stronger, they're more physical, led by, hey, Metcalf up front. They're going to be really good offensively. I watched them last <laughs> they're week. They're going to be pretty good. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I watched them last week. They were pretty efficient. I mean, they scored on, I think, 12 straight drives. Uh, DJ was very tough to bring down in the backfield. He's breaking tackles, running people over. Hudson is, is making hesitation moves after the catch. He's, he's embarrassing guys. Bowman's catching the ball in the middle of the field. He's tough to bring down with a 6'3", 200-pound frame. They're going to be tough. You got the young kid. You know, on the other side, the transfer from Nordic Dame, Bo Collins. Um, he, you know, he's a 50-50 monster. He's a red zone killer. This is what he does for a living. They're tough. And then defensively, they're physical. Let me tell you, they got three senior linebackers who love to hit. Chris Steele leads the secondary um, kind of as an enforcer. Uh, Trent McDuffie will be back there. Listen, man, they've got players, and that defensive line is brutal, man. Cole Aubrey gets after the quarterback like no other. Rodman is tough as nails on the interior. Pepe uh, can get up the field and, and exploit a gap in a second. They've got a, a plethora of talent, and I think Bosco runs it up on Temp View. I'm calling Bosco 63, Temp View 7. Yeah, Temp View is, is a traditional Utah power, but this is probably their best team. They got some good young linemen. Um, Raider Damani is a receiver to watch. Logan Fano is a defensive end to watch. Those are courtesy of my guy Blair, who's our Utah expert. Yeah. But it's going to be tough to keep up. And when Bosco is breaking in their new stadium, they're going to be fired up and ready to go. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's one of those games that it, it may or may not be close early, but I don't, I don't see it being close late. I think Bosco is going to step on the gas sometime between the second and fourth quarter 
and probably put up about 35 points in a row. Yeah. And it's going to be tough to contain them. So, Kempview coming out. Uh, it's always good to play a, a, a non-traditional foe for the Braves. I think it's going to be really tough for Tempview. So, I like Bosco big in this one. Yeah, there's no question about it. it, it yeah, hey, Raider Damani, he is a good ball player. I scouted him a year ago, uh, but Bosco has 40 Raider Damanis. So <laughs> guess what? Uh, Raider, uh, you better uh, have the Oakland Raiders with you if you want to beat the Bosco Braves. Let's move on to our next game. We have Westlake at Sierra. And, Greg, hey, there's been a little talk, a little trash talk back and forth, led by the hitman, Gabe, the Gabriel Floyd, talking a little bit of trash. Okay, to quarterback out of Sierra Canyon, Shaden Perry. What do you think here, GB? Break this down that. for I us. Saw, so I guess Gabe Floyd is doing a hit list. Yes. Where every he's putting up a picture of every one. He's got week one through ten. He's putting up a picture of every guy. He said, hey, I'm coming for you. Nothing dirty. I don't think Gabe's a dirty player. He's highly aggressive, plays on an edge. And I think Shaden Perry kind of, you know, said, hey, okay, let's go. You know, I think Chayden's really good. He's, yeah. he's going to be a good quarterback. They got Corey Jones over there at Sierra Canyon, too. It's a great program, really well coached. Yeah. I think Westlake's got some dudes, though, man. They're going to be, you know, Marco Saturday at quarterback. They got the backside playing both sides of the ball. Camp Fabi Kalanen. We already mentioned Gabe Floyd. Westlake should be really good. Should be a good game. I'm mean, honestly, for me, it's it's pretty close to a pickup game. I'd probably give Westlake a little bit of an edge. But I think Sierra Canyon's going to be, uh, they're going to be strong this year as well. So, I wish I could, if the game wasn't sinking an hour and a half drive, I'd probably pick that game. But it should be good, and uh, I, I like it. I'm excited for it. Yeah, be on the lookout. EJ Gable, the transfer, um, the running back. You know, the brother, the brother or nephew of CJ Gable, the former USC star. Hey, the kid can go. He's at running back in Sierra Kenya. DJ Harvey is another guy, 2021 kid who can make plays on the outside. Love JJ Hernandez. He's a wide receiver DB. He's always has his hands on the football. Or he's always around the football. He's just one of those guys who has a knack for it. Really like him up front. They've got some physical players up front uh, for Sierra Canyon. Let me tell you, you got to look out for Christopher Pruitt. He's a senior offensive guard, 6'3", 280 pounds. He gets after people. How about Josh Carlin? Also on that O-line, 6'5", 290. Joshua Roca, 6'1", 250. Playing that interior guard spot. So they got some guys up front who will be able to put some big bodies in front of big Gabe Floyd, the hit man. Putting out his 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 hit list. We'll see what happens. But, hey, Westlake, good football team, Greg. I think they have some pieces. There's no doubt about that. Uh... You know, we talked about Cam, Gabe. They've got players. Don't forget about the little running back up over there whose name is kind of slipping my mind right now. But he's a big timer in his own right. Um, he makes plays. He's explosive, even though he's a little small in stature in terms of short. But that doesn't mean nothing when it comes to football. It's all about making plays. And this kid, he can motor and go. Ain't no doubt about it. And, I, and I'm talking about none other than the running back slash kind of uh, receiver that's over there who goes by the name of Jason Heller, the 5'8". Come on, Max Preps. Come on, Max Preps. The 5'8", explosive, quick, and dynamic football player out the backfield and in the slot. Really like him. Be on the lookout for is Marco Siderman playing quarterback up over there GB is he starting yeah, when I heard he I heard he won the starting job he won the job I, I was told he'd be the guy so okay. he should 
you know, he'll do good. And you know, I totally forgot about EJ Gable transferring from Arlita yeah. over to Sierra. We had we we talked about him quite a bit last year on the show on the on the wrap up show. Yeah, we talked about who had the the, the stat. Big stack games. EJ yeah. Gable put up some big numbers. So yeah, that's a big pickup for Sierra Kane. I totally, that totally slipped my mind. So add him and Corey Jones. And, and no doubt. really good playmakers. Oh yeah. Also look out for a 2021 defensive tackle, big college prospect, Victory Vaca. I believe he was at uh, Grace Brethren last year. I believe. I don't don't quote me on this. Uh, but it seems like the same kid who was at Grace Brethren, maybe he transferred over, or he was at Westlake last year, and I'm just getting mixed up. But 6'3", 305, I remember he was very physical off the ball. He's moving better now, looking better. Uh, look out for Sione Pulu, 6'4", 250. And then Stone Martin, used to be at St. Bonaventure. He's at Westlake, was there at Westlake last year, 6'3", 235. Plays a little tight end, D.N., and what about big Seth Figgins? You know he's going to factor into this game at some point. The guy's a playmaker. He's got tremendous size. He's athletic. And he can make plays on the football, GB. I'm I gonna, love Seth Figgins. Well, give, give me love a, Seth Yeah, Figgins. I love him Completely. as well. Give, yeah, me, no, give, give me a score not, on this one. Uh, I think it's going to be close. Yeah. I'm going to get Westlake. I, I'm just going to say like 27 to 24-ish. Okay. They I like have that. Westlake always has a good field goal kicker. So I'm yeah. going to go with three-point game with a field goal. Okay, Westlake by three. I like it. That, that's going to be a really good game. Really good game. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Let's move along. We got Narbon traveling to Hawaii to play St. Louis. Little Woo. background on this St. Louis team, GB. Saw them, clips of them last week. And yeah. this quarterback that they have, they have a young, is he a 2021 kid, I believe? 2020, Jaden Delora. Yeah. Legit. He looked good. Legit. D1 every day. Yeah. He looked really good. Uh, of course, Narbonne, they've got a superior defensive backfield. They'll have superior athletes up front. They're led by Tawanu. They've got a big physical line. We'll see how they match up. It could be Fatua Tuitele, one of the premier defensive players in the country. He plays on the D-line, mainly in the interior. Defensive tackle, Tuitele, he's six foot four, six five, two 295 pounds, a J.J. Watt type. He's active. He's aggressive. He's relentless to the football. We'll see how they match up. What else do you know about this St. Louis squad, GB? No, I mean, they're loaded. Linebacker-wise, and they got Jordan Botello, who's a top 50 player of the 2020 class. Gino Kionis is already committed USC. He's a big, strong defensive end, 6'2", 260. You mentioned two Atelis. Yeah. Maybe the premier, if, if he's not, he's, I mean, he was a guy who we didn't see at all, but coming into this offseason, he was the guy who we all had rated ahead of Jacob Bandits. I mean, he dominated the Nike camp two years ago yeah. as a rising junior. So, I mean, two Atelis a load. The quarterback is really good. I mean, they got and Cal Lee, the coach, is a legend. He's kind of like Hawaii's Bruce Rawlinson. They love to air it out. Uh, Matt Sykes is an elite-level receiver, 2020 guy. So, you know, they, they played last year, and it was literally a basketball game back and forth. Right. And then I think Narbonne kind of just ran out of gas toward the end there. And and those end up winning. I could see a similar game. Back and forth, a lot of offense, a lot of scoring. It's just going to be, can Narbonne keep up with St. Louis? Either way, you know, it's going to be beneficial to get out there. And as sure. I said last year, this is the game that Narbonne kind of got their mojo back. Even though they lost, I said, hey, the beautiful black sand beaches <laughs> of Hawaii have a way of just rejuvenating the program. So Narbonne lost that game. They rolled ever since then. So 
this should be good. A little bit of a revenge game as well. I can mention Narvon lost last year. So for me, again, it's a pick-up game. I, I think, you know, in terms of D1 talent, I think, you know, Narvon probably has a few more guys that will sign. But shoot, man, St. Louis is no slouch. I mean, they're a oh, top no. 25 team yeah. in the nation. And I just named five or six guys that are yeah. national-level recruits. I mean, their best guys are as good as Narvon's best guys. It's just a matter of, you know, who makes more plays. And I, I, I could even pick a score. I mean, I, part of me wants to I lead a little bit towards St. Louis just because it's, it's their home. You know, the, the fans in Hawaii are so passionate. It's their home game. I think if it was out here, I'd pick Narbonne. So I give St. Louis a little bit of edge because it's their home game. No, I hear you. I mean, listen, their top end talent is as good as anybody. Tuatelli, Fasili, Botello, they've got big timers. There's no doubt about it. I think the revenge factor comes into play. I think quarterback Jalen Henderson, the sophomore, I think he comes into play. His poise will be on test. It'll be a test for his poise. It will be on assessment uh, this Friday or this week. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. So I'm going to take Narbonne here in a – 42-41 win on the road in Hawaii versus St. Louis. But I love the matchup, Greg. Uh, a lot of highly rated, super talented kids, good coaching, and uh, two championship-level teams going at it in game one. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this one turns out. I can't wait to get the stats and the scores and review a little bit of the game field. So let's move along here. GB, we have... One game left, right? One game left. Helix... Cajon. You talk about two teams who were state finalists last year. Yep. Opening yep. up the 2018 season. I think that's the type of season we're in for, Greg. We're in for the best versus the best. Good on good. Highly recruited on highly recruited. Let's talk a little bit about our local Cajon Cowboys. GB, start us off. Almost everything starts with the quarterback. Right, Jaden Daniels threw for 5,000 yards and 1,000 touchdowns last year. He's a dual-threat guy. He's got Darren Jones back, the 6-7 matchup nightmare. He's a very, very tough cover, obviously. Jay Perk leading that defense. Cam Stevens, the transfer from Ranch Cucamonga, helping to lead that secondary. That Cajon's got some guys for sure. Felix graduated most of their difference makers. They returned uh, the running back, Noah, who is a junior, rushed for a ton of yards last year as a sophomore, uh, close to 2,000. But for those who don't know Helix, that's Alex Smith, that's Reggie Bush, that, that's, you know, last year was Ivan Taylor Stewart. It's a legit elite program. It's a top two right. or three program in San Diego every single year. So Helix is really good. Even though they lost, again, the quarterback, um, Carson Baker, yeah. Isaac Taylor Stewart, right. um, the the receiver, I want to say his the last MVP. name Scott. Yeah, he yeah. was the, probably the best player on the team, yeah. right? Rashad Scott going to San Diego State. Yeah. They still have Noah, um, and, and they'll have some guys. And I watched them last year. I went down there for the Honor Bowl to see them play against Paraclete, and their offensive line was huge up front. They are huge. So they'll still be big. Um, but I, I do like Cajon. I'm not sure where the game is being played at. To me, that could play a little bit of a factor if it's at Cajon. And I'm actually going to look that up right no, now. No, you know I what? No, it, it is it local. Is at, it, is at, it is at Cajon. Yes. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to Cajon. I think, again, I think Jay Perk on defense will have a big game, as he always does. I think Jaden Daniels and Darren Jonesy will hook up for three touchdowns. And I like Cajon to win that game. 
No, I like it. I like the pick. A uh, couple kids to look out for. Number one, is they, they got a 2021 kid out of Cajon, Maxwell Gamble. You better look out for this guy. 6'3", 325, and getting better as the days go by. Watch out for him. Caleb Webb, O-alignment, 6'3", 250, always you know, physical up front. Cajon is. They do a good job blocking. They've got a very underrated, or maybe not underrated, but under-touted defensive backfield. And it starts with uh, Rodney Robinson, a captain, 5'10", 170. He's a playmaker. Cam Forrest, who's a kid who plays lockdown coverage on the other side at 5'11", 172. And remember this name, a two-way kid who's a big-time player. And I think he burst onto the scene this year in a real way. Daniel Fortune, a kid I've been following since his older brother uh, played high school ball at Awanda. Watch out for Daniel Fortune, a five foot eleven, 190 pound running back, defensive back. He's gonna have a super year. I'm gonna take Cajon in this one. I'm gonna call it 42, 35, Cajon over Helix, GB. Close one. One touchdown game. That should be fun. Was Keelan Fortune Daniel's older brother? I remember a Keelan Fortune that I covered back in the day. No, it was actually Deshaun Fortune who played at Edwanda, signed okay. at San Jose State. Ended up at a junior college, but this kid Daniel Fortune is a big time ball player. Uh, grew up in kind of that red, that rare breed fraternity up over there. Um, and let me tell you something: he's going to burst out big this year. Expect him to be a scholarship guy by season's end, no doubt about it in my mind. Nice, I like him. If he's rare breed. I'm all Robert Bowen. That's my dude. So if, if he's rare breed, I'm all in. That should be fun, though. You like it being a one touchdown game? I don't know if he can score that many points, although. Kind of looking back to last year's Cajon team, they scored a lot. They they also kind of gave up a lot of points too, didn't they? So that you might be right bit. on the money with that forty-two to thirty-five score. That, that'll be fun. Yeah, well, listen, I can tell you this: Mark Darren Jones down for about three touchdown catches right now. I mean, that's coming out the tunnel before the game starts. Three touchdown catches for my guy Darren Jones. You bet, bet your bottom dollar, Jaden Daniels. He's going to throw for three fifty. He's going to run for one plus, and um, hey. The Cajon Cowboys trying to make a run back to the state title game. This time, finish off the deal. Cajon Cowboys, you got a fan in your boy Coach Keith here. Go get the job done. Starts with game one versus state finalist Helix. Go out there and handle your business. So, GB, Friday matchup show, man. Our second year Friday matchup show. We've come to an end. But, man, let me tell you, I'm, I'm humbled and I'm blessed to have you with me. And I'm excited about 2018, Friday matchup show, Wednesday preview shows. And uh, we're going to do it on the Transparent Truth, man. Me and you, Southern California High School Football, will be recapping top performers every week all across the West Coast. Be here. Be listening in. It's the Transparent Truth. It's Coach Keith. It's GB, the GOAT. And this is how we're going to do week in and week out, baby. Uh, so, Without further ado, it's time to bring this baby to a close. There's a new sheriff in town. And his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.